Hey, Reach Paramount. Welcome to our podcast. Hey, this message continues our series on love with Pastor Omar Lopez in a message entitled, Love Does Not Envy. Enjoy this message. We appreciate all of you being here this morning. You can have a seat. Thank you for being here. And we're going to continue here on our love series. And uh, as uh, Pastor Isaac announced, we are going to do... Uh, uh, conference presentation. I know some of you like to go early to the cafe. Don't do that today, okay? And I need you to stay here with us. And uh, we'll, we'll get you out on time. The bagels, all that's going to be just fine for all of you, right? And the burritos. So just stay with us. I'm not going to take you over time, but I need your help because we have lots of people moving usually during the altar call. And I can't have that this morning. Is that all right? And we really want to express to you uh, and just give you our presentation concerning our conference and all that God is doing. Uh, but why don't you turn to your neighbor and say you're in the right place at the right time right now. I believe that. And uh, we've been talking about love and all the exciting things about love and all the negative things about love. But how many know we need to love a little bit more? And we, we've, been, we've talked about God loving us, but really what I've been talking about is our love and in basically our love for each other and our relationship. So I'm going to read a verse of scripture and I'm going to pray. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 4. I'm just going to just read one portion of that scripture and then I'm going to move on here. Love does not envy. Love does not envy. So let's pray. Father, we thank you today for your word. We thank you for the people of God that are in this house today. And Lord, I pray today, God, that we'll take this message and we'll take it with our whole heart today. And Lord, that we'll put you first in everything that we do in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. And so the Bible says love does not envy. It's impossible to envy someone and yet love them at the same time. And I'm going to tell you what love is. Love is resenting God's goodness to others and ignoring God's goodness to you, right? So in other words, you're, you're resenting the God goodness in someone else, but you're ignoring God's goodness in your own life. That's really what envy is. And the Bible tells us that envy is really the bedrock behind many sins, behind many things that are going on in the world. Believe it or not, it comes down to envy. And look at what the scripture said. James 3.16 says, Wherever there is envy, you're going to find all kinds of evil. There's a lot of evilness and a lot of problems that come out of envy. And I'm going to show you that because you may be sitting there thinking, I don't envy anybody. And you're going to realize that you probably do. And you probably have some envy in your life and you didn't even realize that you had it. So I'm going to give you a, a list of a few things of what envy does to people and what, what it causes people to do. Uh, how many have ever heard of somebody that's anorexic, you know, an anorexia? They said that's people who starve themselves because they envy skinny people. Adultery are people that envy somebody else's spouse so they want to steal them. Bitterness is you resent people for the things that you wish you had and you begin to complain and you begin to envy them. Exaggeration is people who overstate their accomplishments out of envy. Gossip is we build ourselves up to tear other people down because you're envious. 
Hypocrisy is we kiss up to those we envy, then we talk behind their backs. I know there's no one here that does that. Uh, which leads to insecurity, judgmental. Manipulation causes us to scheme and want to get our way because we are envious. In fact, one of the first murders that ever took place in the Bible, Cain was envious of his brother Abel, and that's the first homicide in Scripture. Obsession is envy that can cause you to be obsessed over something or some event. So over and over in Scripture, you're going to find that people were power hungry, people were rude, people were spiteful, people were stubborn, unforgiving, ungrateful, unkind, vain. Pretty much it gives us a big picture. A lot of sin, a lot of the bedrock of the evil that we see in the world today is because of envy. Some of you didn't know that, did you? You don't realize sometimes that the reason why we worry so much, the reason why people are such workaholics is out of envy. Look at what the Ecclesiastic says, Ecclesiastic chapter 4, verse 10. It says, I've learned why people work so hard to succeed. It's because they envy the things their neighbors have. Wow, it's quiet in here. The Bible says, a peaceful heart. Uh, Proverbs 14.30, a peaceful heart leads to healthy body. Jealousy is like cancer in the, bone, in the bones. So it really, envy can really destroy friendships faster than anything I've ever seen. And destroys families because families, uh, members begin to compete against each other. It can destroy businesses. It can destroy neighbors. It can even destroy nations uh, because of envy. It's destructive. Uh, and our society is filled with it. Our society is filled with people that are envious of each other. I'm going to show you a movie clip here because I think it's kind of funny. But at the same time, it kind of describes how envious we can become. I've shown this movie clip before, but I, I just, I think it's a great example. Uh, how many have ever seen the movie Envy? Yeah. Ever seen that movie? And in this particular movie, I'll tell you, and we'll show it in just a second. Uh, uh, I think it's Adam Sandler. That is right. That's the great guy. Yeah, Adam Sandler is, is jealous of, of Jack Black at the time, or what's his name? Is, it, is that right? No. No. Oh, I'm forgetting his name. Uh, anyway. You'll find out what his name is. Uh, not Jack Black. I forget his name anyway. What is it? Ben yeah, Ben Steeler. I'm sorry. So Ben Steeler is jealous of this guy because he made this invention and he didn't get in on it at the beginning. So he's jealous of him. This guy built a big house, had all kinds of stuff. And we get the scene where he's finally confessing his envy. Go ahead and show it. <laughs> I felt like a little man. <laughs> that little piece of slam. That, that's what envy can do to you. And sometimes we can learn what not to do in order to learn or learn. We can, we can learn by looking at what not to do, how to not have envy in your life. So there's a parable in Matthew chapter 20. I'm not going to read it all, but I'm just going to kind of paraphrase it. And then we're going to kind of look into this particular story. And this is a story that Jesus begins to share about these envious workers. And the Bible said there was a man that owned a vineyard. And he went out to hire some people, and he went out early in the morning, and he found some people there. These were day workers. Uh, day workers were happening way back then, not just at Home Depot, I'm sorry to say, but they were back then. And so they, they, he went, and he saw these guys there early in the morning, and he said, you know, how, you know, how much? Basically, he worked out a deal. I'll pay you a dollar a day if you go work at my vineyard. That was the going rate at the time. 
And so the guys that were there, they, they took the deal and said, all right, no problem. And so they went out to work in the field. It was early in the morning, around 9 o'clock. He went back out again, and he saw some guys uh, that were sitting around. And he said, what are you guys doing here? Uh, why don't you go work at my vineyard, and I'll pay you the right. He didn't even tell them what he was going to pay, but I'll pay you the right wage. And so they went out at 9 o'clock. Then he went out again at 12 o'clock. And he, he seen some more guys hanging out. He said, what are you doing here? Why don't you work in my vineyard? And so they went to work. And around 5 o'clock, he found some other guys. Uh, and he told them, hey, what are you guys doing here? He said, why don't you go work in my vineyard? And the Bible said when it came down to pay everybody, at the end of the day, the guys that were work last, they only worked one hour. They went from 5 to 6 o'clock. They went up and they got paid. And they were in line, and the guys that had worked the hardest, they were in the back of the line. And when they saw that the guy, the, the, the owner decided, I'm going to pay everybody the same wage. Doesn't matter, I'm going to pay. A, 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 and so he paid the, first, the last workers who only worked an hour, a dollar. He paid the ones that worked at 12 the same amount. Paid the guys that worked 9 o'clock. And so the guy that worked all day... They're thinking, my goodness, if he paid them a dollar, he's going to pay us more money. You know, we've been working all day. We've been laboring hard here. We've been giving it our all. And so they begin to complain to the vineyard owner and said, hey, uh, how, he paid them a dollar as well. And he said, how is it that you paid us a dollar? We've been working in the hot sun all day. And you've only pay, and you paid the guy that only worked an hour a dollar as well. How is it? And they became envious, and they began to complain about their situation. But the owner of the vineyard said, "Isn't that money mine? Can I do what I want with my money?" As a matter of fact, didn't I work out a deal with you? You said you would pay. I, I, he goes, "I did no wrong. I paid you exactly what you said you were going to be paid. Why are you so envious of everybody else? We worked out that wage." I can do what I want with my money. Are you jealous and envious of my generosity? So oftentimes what happens when we're envious, we begin to compare ourselves with others. That's where envy comes from in life is we begin to compare ourselves with others. The Bible says here, Matthew 29, verse 10, that they, those that were hired last came up and were given a dollar and when those who were hired first saw that, they assumed that they would get more. And so they begin to complain because they begin to compare themselves. See, comparison will always get you in trouble. In fact, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10, 12, but when they measure themselves by one another and compare themselves with one another, they are without understanding. So the scripture tells us that we become very foolish, we become very unwise when we begin to compare ourselves with others, we compare our income, we compare our possessions, we compare our family. You're not careful, you're comparing your husband, you're comparing your wife, you're comparing your children. Again, I'm just kind of putting it out there. And you don't realize that all of us are different. Right? And God has made you unique. 
You have unique giftings. Everybody's unique. In fact, the Bible says in Psalms 139, he said, we are fearfully and wonderfully made or uniquely made or we are made complex. Each one of us have been created by God. The human body still stuns doctors today. They can't believe how the body is made. And all of us, we've been made by God, but all of us are different. It's like God, when he made you, he threw away the mold. He broke it and made somebody else. We're not the same person. There's nobody else like you. You are unique. Okay, so understand that you're not the same. So why are you trying to compare yourself? Number two, write this down. When you, always, when you begin to compare yourself, it leads to one or two sins, pride and envy. Pride says, when you compare yourself, that other person says, I'm better than them. Envy said, man, they're better than me. I hate that. See, it leads to one or two sins when we begin to compare ourselves with everyone else, especially when someone is succeeding more than you are. When, we, when someone is succeeding more than we are, what happens is we begin to look at their life and we begin to envy when you don't even know the whole story. How do you know when you look at somebody's highlight, you think, man, they must be perfect. They must have it going on, man. Uh, man, they, their life is a lot better than mine. You only see the highlight reel. You know, you could, you could read some of these magazines. If you ever read some of these business magazines or Fortune 500 magazines, and you begin to read about these CEOs, and they own four or five different companies, and you say, man, how could they juggle all of these companies? And you begin to see, you know, they own this and they own that, and you're like, wow, how in the world? How, man, how do I get that? How am I able to do all of that? Then you begin to read the inside story. They haven't been married once. They haven't been married twice. They haven't been married three times. They've been married four or five times. Some of these guys, you start thinking, whoa, that's how they do it. They just, they change marriages like they're changing shoes. You know, it, it doesn't matter. You know, they have as many marriages as they do companies. And you start thinking, you really, is that really success in life? Because in, in, in the end, when we stand before God, God's going to look at your relationship with him and your relationship with other people. And if you're a failure at relationships, you failed God. You failed life. How is your relationship? All of us this morning, we have struggled with it. We have hang-ups. We have pain. But I'm going to just tell you something. Envy many times is the, is the result or is part of the problem because, or a lot of the problem because we're comparing ourselves with others. I don't know how many here. I hope you don't read those celebrity gossip columns, man. Celebrity worship is fake. Can I just tell you that right now? Celebrity worship is fake. You start looking at all these celebrities. You start looking at, you know, some of their, mag- their airbrush. Can I just tell you that? They, they, I'll be honest, they can make the ugliest people look really great. I'm just being honest. You've probably seen some of those things and how they can make themselves look so good. You go, man, they have the perfect body. Uh, you know, there's prosthetics. There's a lot of things that go into that, ladies. I'm just telling you. Uh, there are a lot of things that happen. And I, I can just tell you, you can bank on this. Nobody is, is as cool as you think they are. They may look cool on screen, but when you meet in person, you go, man, that person stinks. Their attitude is horrible. You know, or some of the people you, you think you know. And then, and then some of these celebrities, man, they're in and out of rehab. Are you with me? 
and we're over here comparing ourselves with them, and you don't even know the internal hurt. I'm going to just be honest with you. Everybody has some internal hurt and flaws in their life. Why are you comparing yours with them? They did a survey, and they said, you know, if you could put your problems in a pile, and everybody kind of stood around, and everybody put their problems in the, in the, in the, in the middle... And you could look at everybody else's problem. Most of us would probably say, I'll take my problem back. I'm okay. Because you're saying, man, I don't want that guy's problems. You start looking around and say, wait a minute, I thought I had problems. Then you start realizing, man, their problems are bigger than mine. You know what? My problems aren't that bad. I think I'll work it out. And the reason why, because we don't know the inside story. We don't know what's really going on in that person's life. We don't know what's really happening. We see the outside, but we don't see the weakness. We don't see the flaws. You don't see the cross that person's carrying. You know, all of us this morning have a cross we're carrying, and it's unique to you. Sometimes we want somebody else's cross. Maybe you don't. You don't even realize what's going on in their life. Number two, write this down. The reason why we become envious is we can't rejoice and enjoy other people being blessed. And the way we stop being envious is start enjoying God's grace and favor in other people. Man, it's quiet in here. I don't know if it's, a, it's the time change or what I'm preaching. Talking about love. Remember, love is not envious, right? When you see God being good to people and kind to people and gracious to people, you have to learn to rejoice rather than to resent. You have to learn how to rejoice rather than to resent. We need to be happy that God's blessing someone else. Now, I know it doesn't come naturally, but we have to learn it. You have to learn how to rejoice in other people's blessing. Uh, we have to learn uh, today to be excited. See, these workers that were last should have been rejoicing uh, that those that were ahead were getting paid uh, just as much. We should, instead of saying we're being cheated, they weren't being cheated. That's the deal that they made. And they were resenting other people instead of enjoying and rejoicing. They were resenting the other workers. Matthew 20, verse 10 said, The workers who had been hired first thought that they would be given more than the others. But when they were given the same, they began complaining to the owner of the vineyard, saying, and he said to them, Are you envious because I am grateful? Here's what the Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verse 15. Rejoice with those that rejoice and weep with those that weep. Now, most of us would think it's harder to weep with those who weep. Can I tell you, it's easier to weep with those who weep. It's a lot easier because you can console them. You can, man, you, you can be there and sympathetic and, and show some kindness toward them. And they're having a sorrowful, sorrowful time. Things aren't going good. It's a lot easier to weep with those who weep. But it's more difficult to rejoice with those who rejoice. I'm just going to be honest because we feel threatened by their blessing. We, we resent their success. Sometimes we can't handle other people's success because in our mind, we're thinking, you know what? The, uh, you know, uh, the, 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 the pie, the apple pie is sliced evenly. If he has a larger piece of the pie, then I have a smaller one. 
And we begin to resent. That's why we can't rejoice with those that rejoice. Can I tell you, God has enough pie feeling to give you as much pie as everyone else. There's enough blessing of God for you. Instead of resenting what's going on in their life, instead of being upset because they're blessed in this area, here's what I want to say to you. I'll just be honest with you. You don't know the whole story, and sometimes they may be blessed in this area, but you may be blessed in another area. They may have wealth, but you may have health. Right? They, they may have achievements. You don't have achieve, achievements, but you have great relationships. They may have something great over here on this end, but you have, you have a great family on this end. So there's different things that you may have that they don't have, and yet we're being envious of things because they have something we don't have, and we become very envious instead of being rejoicing over them and being glad and happy. Somebody drives up in the church with a new car, you ought to be excited. Instead of saying, oh my goodness, I wonder how much they pay for that car. Oh, man, they're gonna, I bet they're paying, man, they're, they're in debt. Instead of being excited about it, you're worried about the debt, you're worried about this. So why don't you, why don't you be glad for your brother? Amen, he got a good new car. God blessed him. God blessed him with a house. See, often the reason why we're envious is because we become more envious in areas that we're interested in than those that we're not interested in. In other words, if you're not interested in that thing, then you're not envious. It's like this. Athletes are envious of, of other athletes. Doctors are envious of other doctors. Speakers are envious of other speakers. I can testify to that, okay? Writers are envious of other writers. Musicians are envious of other musicians. Are you listening to me? So usually if you're interested in that area then you're going to be envious. I, I'm not envious of people, you know, seamstress. I'm not, I, I don't care about clothing. I'm not envious of that person. That doesn't interest me. I'm not envious of makeup artists. Yeah, yeah, you make that person look great, but I don't care about makeup artists. If, you're not, if you don't care about that area, then you're not envious. It's usually areas that you're interested in that begin to get a little closer to home and you become envious about. If you're a degree or small degree interested in that area, then you become more envious. A realtor is envious of another realtor. He's not envious of the accountant. He's envious of the realtor, right? And so wherever it's closest to home, you become more envious. And that's why we have brothers and sisters in the Lord that are envious of each other because you're interested in that area and it begins to get closer to home. And envy, I'm preaching today, envy is a hidden sin. No one knows what you're thinking, but God does. God knows your heart. We don't think it's harmful, but I'm telling you, it is. We often think of the external sense. Oh, that guy's in adultery. That guy's, he's this, he's that. But you don't realize, what about your envy? We're, we're wishing bad things on people. It's a mean thing. It's a mean sin. Can I just be honest? It robs you of happiness. It, it makes you miserable. It becomes critical. Man, you're, you're, criti you're critical of their blessing. You know, even constructive criticism. You ever say, well, I'm giving them constructive criticism. You've never constructed anything. <laughs> you ever met people, they, they're critical of the 
they're criticizing me as the pastor. Have you ever pastored? Exactly. Where did, where did you pastor at? Can you, can you tell me whatever, you know, have you ever been a pastor somewhere? You know, you know you're like an expert in pastoring. Uh, uh, give me some tips. Where did you pastor at? If you haven't built anything, how do, you, how do you criticize someone, you know, a builder, if you never built anything? I just thought I'd throw that in. But anyway, it keeps us from entering into the joy of the Lord and the joy of other people. And what happens is we begin to be envious instead of rejoicing. So it's like if you, if you haven't got married yet, you want to get married, praise God. But the minute you hear somebody else is getting married, you get all mad. Right? That's what happens. You, you get all mad. That person got a promotion, and you've been wanting a promotion. That person got a house, and you've been wanting a house, and so now you're mad. Instead of being excited and congratulating people, man, that person got an inheritance. I didn't get an inheritance. And so what happens is we become miserable people instead of rejoicing, instead of having the joy of God over the blessing of God on your brother and your sister. Come on, somebody. We ought to be rejoicing. So we have to choose. Envy is the choice. I can choose to rejoice or I can choose to resent. That's why the Bible says love is not envious or does not envy. We have some options here. This is the good news today. We have to learn today to rejoice with those that rejoice. This is why I think it's so critical today that even in connect groups that we learn how to rejoice with those that rejoice. If you're not going to one of our home groups, our home connect group, I want to encourage you to go to one of those. Now, home groups are not just where we console each other and pray over all our needs, and it's exciting. That's what we should do. But, but there's, there's prayer requests, and there's praise reports. So in there, you're, you're giving your prayer, your prayer request, pray for me for this, but you're also, there also be opportunities in your, in your connect group to give a praise report. What has God done for you this week? And I'm telling you, that's exciting. Someone can at least share and be open. Hey, this is what happened. God blessed me here. God did something supernatural here. You know, my kid did this. Uh, My son did that. Man, let's rejoice. Uh, That's what Connect Group is. We celebrate and we pray and and we do all of these things because we are not envious of each other. We're rejoicing with one. Somebody say amen. And I'm not ever I'm going to be able to get to this next couple of points, but I'll get to this last point here. Be grateful for what you have. This is what stops envy real quick. Is we stop, you know, we stop, we, we start being grateful for what we have instead of focusing on how much everyone else has. Paul the Apostle said this in Philippians 4.11. He said, I'm not saying this because I'm in need, but I've learned to be content with whatever the circumstances are. You have to learn to be content. You have to learn to be grateful for what you have, not what you don't have. You have to be grateful for what you have and not be mad because somebody else has it. Instead of complaining, these workers, or these workers, instead of complaining, they should have been rejoicing and they should have been grateful. At least they got hired that day. Am I right? At least, now they're mad at these other guys for getting paid as much as they did. But man, they were, they were waiting around that day. They didn't know they were going to be hired. 
They ought to have been thanking God. At least I got a job today. At least I got paid today. And instead, they got mad and upset. And really, you got to be grateful for what you have. 1 Corinthians 4, 7 says, isn't everything you have and everything you are sheer gifts from God? So what's the point of all this comparing and competing? You have everything that you need. The myth is this. Sometimes I have to have more to be happy. No, you don't. You can have more. You can have everything. It's not going to make you happy. You got to have Jesus in your life. He's everything you need, right? So focus on what you have, not what others have. Be grateful for what you have, not what everybody else has. It's hard to admit when we have envy in our life. This is why we have to be very careful today that, you know, we got to put, you know, the Holy Spirit will put a check on you. I said, the Holy Spirit will put a check on you. The minute you begin to be envious, the minute this ugly little green thing he was talking about comes out on you, you know, you got to put it in check. Because I'm telling you, it could be mean. Because then we start rejoicing when people think, when things are not going good for them. I said, good, I'm glad it didn't happen for them. See, that, that, that's when you're not grateful for what you have. You're, you're mad at what they got. The Bible says, Ecclesiastes chapter 6, verse 9, it's better to be satisfied with what you have than always to be wanting something else. I don't know what, uh, you know, here's what I said before. I'm doing better than I deserve. How many can say that? I'm doing better than I deserve. Man, if you're saved, we're all doing better than we deserve. And again, envy is not about not having dreams. Envy is not about not having goals. I'm not talking about those are all good. You, you need to have dreams. You need to have goals. You need to have uh, dreams to accomplish great things. Those things are good. But I'm talking about resenting that in somebody else. Have goals. Have dreams. But don't resent the dreams and the goals other people have fulfilled. Instead, rejoice with them. Instead, be excited for them. Somebody say Amen. And, and I'll, I'll go to one more here. Trust God when life seems unfair. Because I'm going to tell you something today. No one said, there's nowhere in scripture where it says God is fair. God is just. Listen to me. God is just. But there's nowhere in scripture that says God is fair. And when I say that, that means that there's going to be things in your life that are going to seem unfair. There are things that are going to happen to you that say, man, I, I, I didn't expect this. And we can fall into this trap of envy and say, well, God favors them better than he favors me. No. No. God blessed them. Rejoice with them. God bless you in some other area. Can you say amen? And these workers were, were, were saying, this is not fair. Whenever you start falling into these phrases, it's not fair. Oh, there's a bunch of favoritism in this church. You are falling into envy. The minute you start walking around, it's not fair. How many know our kids like, it's not fair, it's not fair. (laughs) Boy, you ought to be glad you even live in this house. (laughs) You ought to be glad I buy that toilet paper for you and that toothpaste. You think pays the rent around here, it's not fair. I want to play my video game. You're lucky you're playing a video game here today. Get out there and start sweeping the, the driveway. My, my dad, man, he wouldn't let us sleep in on Saturdays. 
Saturday, man, I, all of a sudden, my dad get up, man. He'd be up at 5.30 in the morning. and want to get everybody. I'd go, oh, my goodness. <laughs> it wasn't about sleeping in on Saturday. It was about working the yard. You had, you had, you, you had to do your part. Well, that's another story. I'm not going to tell you how to raise your kids. Yeah, I am going to tell you how to raise your kids. <laughs> raise them with some work ethic. So these workers felt they were being treated unfairly, and yet... God had hired them for what exactly what he told them. And you know what he says? He goes, friends, there's another version that says, friend, I didn't cheat you. I paid you exactly what we agreed on. What business is, this is the, the message Bible, what business is it of yours if I want to pay them the same way I paid you? Don't I have the right to do whatever I want with my money? See, your battle is not with people. Your battle is with God. When you start being envious of everybody else, your battle is not with people. Your battle and your cry and your unfairness is with God. And you need to get your heart right with God at that point. Because you need to realize God loves you just as he loves everybody else. Can you say amen? amen. And you, we serve God. He doesn't serve us. And out of that gratefulness, because believe it or not, envy can become a fever but when we start doubting and complaining to God, it becomes an infection. And we have to begin to say, God, I need your help. I don't want to envy people. I don't want to envy. I want to be able to rejoice. I want to focus on the plan of God for my own life rather than focusing on other people's plan. Right? God has the plan for everyone. Focus on God's plan for your life and you'll be blessed. How many can say amen to that? So God had the plan. I need to move on here real quick. God had the plan. And we got our conference coming up here, and we're excited. We're excited about our conference. And I wanted to share this message with you because, um, you know, I, I wanted to just complete this message as far as love, love being not envious. But there's one thing that we rejoice about around here is we have lots of workers in churches that we planted, and we're excited and we rejoice over the churches God has uh, put around. We don't compete with the churches that we have out, but we bring it to a place where we rejoice and we have a time of celebration in our conference. And I want to kind of show you, can we show that clip? We can show our conference clip real quick. And we kind of want to show this clip here so that you can see what, what God... Thanks so much for listening to this message from Reach Church Paramount. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reach Paramount. To give and support this podcast and ministry, visit our website at reachparamount.com slash give.